Alright, take three, Saturday, March 23, year 2013. So I can't even find an advertising person. Wow! Teddy Roosevelt coined that phrase, according to what I just read. Wow. So, Teddy did a lot but, of stuff. You know, it, I suppose it's not really a unique thought. People would say it all the time. But it was a genius who grabbed it and attached it to a brand of coffee. How far does Maxwell House go back? Are we talking one of those brands that have been around for 200 years? I mean, if it went back to Andrew Jackson. Yeah, from uh, from what Bob just said, it was uh, either a, probably a hotel. Let's see, Maxwell. Oh, yeah, I said the coffee served to him was from the Maxwell House, and then it's got a hotel in front of it in Nashville. A regional brand of coffee marketed by the Oh. Hmm. Well, I'm going to take your word for it. Well, I'll so, tell you one thing. I always think it's a crime to see some of the old brands disappear. And that's one thing. I, I, I would always be surprised if Maxwell Health sort of disappears. Off well, the face of the map. If, if it relied on me, you know where it would be. Think you could tell the difference? <laughs> oh, Bob, I can smell it. When I walk into uh, any place that is serving coffee, restaurant included, I can smell whether or not it's Maxwell House. So you tell me, and we know our Patricia is a coffee drinker, and if you smell Maxwell House at a restaurant, mm -hmm. you ain't ordering coffee, right? No way. No way, no way, no way. Uh-uh. I'd have to look and see what the, the, the food lady gets. <laughs> she drinks coffee. I don't drink coffee. Well, boy, you know, you don't eat crispy cereal. You don't drink coffee. You try to make me eat pancakes. You try, you try to make me eat pancakes. No, I didn't. I'm very busy eating cucumbers and tomatoes. I would. I love. I like pancakes. <laughs> Did my, you? My, my, Not would you? No, Did my you? Ma my mama hasn't made it yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mama hasn't made it, but when mama does, I will we'll be happy to eat them. I will. I will. You know. You're a piece of work, sir. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to eat pancakes. I'm not. I refuse. You haven't done. You haven't put salad dressing on your peanut butter sandwich. No, I know. I haven't had a peanut butter sandwich. I claim. I claim um, poverty. That's good. I'll. Yeah. So, I couldn't so, afford peanut butter. Now, so wait a minute, Patricia. One more. One more thing that Bob and his wife place. Yeah. And they serve us breakfast. Yeah. And pancakes on the table. Yeah. On your plate. Yeah. How are you going to finagle out of that? I'll eat it. 
I'm very polite. Well, I've heard it. I guess we know what we're having on our first breakfast at your place. I heard that enough. And I think I got this piece. <laughs> <laughs> I would even eat lima beans if that's what was on my plate. Yeah, and I hate lima beans. I don't know if lima beans on pancakes would taste very well. Well, actually, I don't hate lima beans as much as I hate Brussels sprouts. But if I were a guest in somebody's house, I'd even eat Brussels sprouts if that's what was served. I wouldn't like it, but I'd, I'd eat it. I mean, you the, you you wouldn't do the uh, slide of hand trick and have it no on no I I would eat it I mean this person went to all the trouble to make a meal for me I'm not about to sit there and say oh I don't like this oh I don't want that I I would eat it I beg your pardon go ahead Bob pardon you were saying no I would just say that there's people that would probably do that I I know well, I know a whole bunch of them. I know a classic story. My grandmother, my mom's mom, she had her nephew over for dinner. Her, her nephew, PJ, is sort of well-known being a picky eater. And she made him spaghetti. And she said the dreaded thing. This isn't the way my mother makes it. Uh, beep, 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 beep. My grandmother took the bowl of spaghetti and dropped it on his head. That was how she ended the conversation for that. Ooh, I'm, I was a little sharper than that, but I, <laughs> I'm not physical. I, I was just, um, when your mother comes to live with us, we can talk about yeah. it. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good answer. Yeah. Who doesn't like spaghetti? This is my... Um, my grand, this is my grand, my grandmother's. So be my great, be my niece, be my uncle. Uh, he did not like my grandmother's version of spaghetti. He only liked his mom. So that's when he decided, uh, she decided to let him have it by dumping the spaghetti on his head. That was a little harsh. I agree. There's good spaghetti and there's bad spaghetti. If it's not made correctly. Now what's the difference between good and bad spaghetti? Bad spaghetti is overcooked, overcooked strands, so they're kind of mushy, and watery sauce on top. That's bad spaghetti. Oh, isn't bad spaghetti also the ones that are sort of crunchy? Well, I can eat crunchy spaghetti easier than I can eat mush. I don't like mush. Bob likes mush. Not, not, I wouldn't like mushy spaghetti. And I wouldn't like crunchy spaghetti either. Gotta be just done just right. Yeah. Well, isn't the stickiness due to the boiling water? How long the spaghetti noodles boil in water depend if they stick or not? Well, I've heard from you. Not I don't know. Yeah. Oh man. And if it doesn't stick, you just keep throwing until something does. Hmm. And who gets to clean up the kitchen floor? I, I didn't really think that was a good test. I don't think so. Yeah, I think a taste test is fine. I just pull a little strand out and go choo-choo and see if it, now, if it do, tastes 
Now, right. do people use anything else besides Parmesan cheese on the spaghettis? Are there any other cheese that people would use besides Parmesan? Romano. Okay. Which is similar. It's similar to Parmesan. And you can frequently get a container that is half Parmesan and half Romano. I guess Romano is a little bit sharper, Bob. Is that correct? Whatever is there. <laughs> You're so accepting. We don't we don't get anything from Bob that says if your mother was here. <laughs> you don't. You don't use cheese on your spaghetti. You know what I you know what I like that probably isn't um, very good for anybody, including me. But I like spaghetti with butter and seasoned salt on it. Well, isn't that a bit like um, the Italians don't like them when they use garlic butter or whatever for, uh, isn't there a pasta dish that's basically just all of it, it's like a mix of garlic and butter together with, with noodles? I don't think I'd like that spaghetti without red on You need the meat? Did you ever try it? And I get to, oh, I get to say this, Bob. Did you ever try it? With just butter. <laughs> with the, uh huh, with butter and seasoned salt, or maybe a little garlic and onion. You know, a garlic powder and onion powder for a little flavor. No red stuff. Well, how how would you know if you didn't try it? You did not, don't you, Fib? You, Fib, you're just trying to make me feel bad for not eating pancakes. Now, what's the best way to make garlic bread? With garlic? Uh-huh. Uh, you butter the bread. Yep. And... You can, if you're really hot stuff, you can squeeze and squash real garlic, but I would use garlic powder, and then put it in the oven to toast it. Do you yeah. tin, do you tinfoil? Well, yeah, I sit it on the tinfoil, but uh -huh. put it in the oven so that the heat yep. toasts, just like the toaster. I yeah. like it. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, if you wrap it up, sometimes it gets moist, you know, and then when it cools down, it's chewy. I like that. Don't you buy it already made garlic bread? I don't make it. I thought that's where you I used to. I used to, but I don't do it anymore. Oh, we can make it here. Like take French bread and then put the butter in between the slices and sprinkle it and wrap it up in tinfoil and warm it up in the oven and make it squishy. I like mine toasted. I happy either way. I guess I could. I would be happy either way. You're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's good. Well, Bob, um, when we come to visit you, what will we not have to eat? Whatever you don't want. Oh. No, I mean, is there something that you just don't like and we're not likely to see it? You know, this is starting to sound like a bad cartoon. <laughs> she, she's, 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 she's,
excited that, you know, that's, uh, so let me ask you this. You've been you've been married for a while, and she broke you into a certain way of eating style. Or there's something you had to get used to and eventually that you enjoyed. Whether a certain recipe or a certain meal that she made from the beginning that took you a while to get used to. Okay. So she didn't have to break you in for something. So did you make a request? No. Beans on bread. Are they hot beans? Are they are they cooked? Are they seasoned? Yes. I guess it would depend on the seasoning, huh? Well, how are you going to sell this to us if you don't know what's in it? I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> but you eat. You eat. <laughs> yeah, but you eat. You don't cook, but you do eat. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I know what she's got in there. You do not have a discriminating taste bud in there. If it, if it tastes good, then I go ahead and eat it. Like I say, there's, there's hardly anything that she's ever made that I don't really care for. Well, like, we get down to the Brussels sprouts. You know, <laughs> one of them little cabbage things. What are those? Brussels sprouts. Uh, uh, see, I'm not real fond of those. No. They're, they're at the top of my please don't serve this list. But I can eat them. But, uh, uh, if I was going to go down to a, a buffet place and no, no, I I would not either. And in fact, I would just pretend I didn't even see them. Not appetizing at all. Not at all. All right, Bob. I'm going to ask you a product question. You are so good at products. Yes, you are. Oh, sure. You remember a whole bunch of stuff. Hold on. i got to get there. Just a minute. <laughs> they were. <laughs> she wasn't going to make She wasn't gonna make sure Matt didn't have a right answer somewhere. I they, saw they, that right away. They were all horses. I was hoping you would pick Trigger because that's the one we talked about last week, and he did. So we now, did good. Now, next week, Matt can have to remember Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers, Matt, that little Trigger. Okay. I know. Well, we're into the generation. Well, we're in. We got another generation coming up. So we're in a generation that don't know who the Lone Ranger is. You know, you kind of made me feel bad last night, Marlon. You did? Well, yeah. When they're going to take the radios out of cars and the tapes are going to go away. Well, one of one of the car companies 
followed up. Which one was that? General Motors? That they they are saying that uh, not, it won't happen within five years. It's going to happen in between 10 to 15. They have backed, they, they, the writer has uh, have backed off the story. And, but, my my thought is, and I'm hopeful one of the car companies will come forward and either confirm it or deny it, but my thought is that it's going to become an option. As opposed to a standard inclusion, you may opt to have it and, of course, pay extra money for it, but that they will take it out as a standard. For a radio. Yeah, for a radio. Yeah. Now, but, I mean, now I'm in new cars that don't have a CD player now. I'm I'm still fussing because I don't have a, a tape that. player. I've got all these great Christmas tapes. What am I going to do with them? I, I, I don't know if I could have ordered a tape player and a CD player when I got this last vehicle. I, I thought I could, but maybe not. But I, I just ended up with a CD player. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, went, I went squirreling around for information, and I can get a unit that has all three. For this car, I can um, trans, you know, pull out the CD player and the radio, and they'll put in a, a tape deck and radio and CD player for me. But I don't know how much longer cars will be able to do that. Well, that's why I'm thinking... Uh... That's why hopefully they're going to be tape decks and other things that we we have to use an extension cord. We still have the ability, you know, to hotwire the thing into the dashboard. But who knows? Uh, I, I have a, it's a, they call it a boombox, but it's, not, it's really not very big. It's not really great big. Right. Uh, right. 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 I put them in the other night and I, I rewound the tape and then it uh, died on it. So now I got. I can't listen to my tape. It's not by the bed. So I run around and, and I found. Uh, it plays tape and it plays CD. I just bought one at Radio Shack a couple of weeks ago, and Sears also carries one. Uh, mm -hmm. a, a little unit that plays both CDs and cassettes. No, it's about yeah. 32 places I can find in the stores now. There are a couple of brands out on the internet. Colby is one of them, and it, um, it has tape and CD and recording capabilities as well as radio. And they're not terribly expensive. They're maybe like 30 or $40, which I think is pretty good for them. Record too. It has, has an AM, FM radio. Right. Uh-huh. CD player and a, and a cassette player. Exactly. Yeah. And how, do you mind if I ask how much? Well, I, I see them on the Internet for $59. Okay. And I bought this one at a, it's a farm and fruit store, they call it. And they store a lot of farm goods. So you really got a good deal there. Good. I agree. It's good for you. Yes. 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 
put it up in the closet. The Sony one was, uh, that was at, uh, at Walmart. That was $50. Mm-hmm. But that I'm going to take back because it, it's got an LCD, mm-hmm. but they don't have a backlight on it. So you have to have a flashlight if you want to see what's going on. Oh, how dumb. Yeah, yeah. Sony is usually m- more smarter than that. They well, they be they be gooder. I thought it was broke. I thought, geez, I got the only one that doesn't work right. And I called up uh, Sony. Yeah. I got some gal. I don't know who she was. Probably over in India. But it's got a little light. If it doesn't, if it doesn't play, I know it's not on. That's funny. <laughs> hmm. My goodness, my goodness, they need you out there. All right, I have I have a product question for you. We're eventually going to get to this. I, I have several. Would you like a multiple choice or would you like a straight question? No, I like multiple. You like multiple, so this one's going to be rough. Then I've got a, I've at least got a 75% of getting it wrong. <laughs> You've got 25% of getting it right. Okay. Which of these old products was for the face? Ting, the products are Tings, Vims, Groves, or Schaefer? Tings, T-I-N-G, Vims, V-I-M-M-S, M as in Mary, Groves, G-R-O-V-E-S, and Schaefer. Vims and Groves between those two? Walden, what is Vims? Vims was the sponsor of the Frank Sinatra music show in 1944, and I think it was a vitamin tablet. It was vitamins, yes. Groves was a, uh, like a pill, like an aspirin, that sponsored Sherlock Holmes in '39. No, that one, that one is, um, Groves may have sponsored them, but it wasn't a pill. Huh. Grove was not a pill? No. I don't remember hearing Groves come up anywhere, but they must have because (laughs) they've got ads up there. Groves was nose drops. Huh. Go figure. Vim's was vitamins. What was the first one? Uh, Ting. I never heard of Ting. Ting was pimple cream. King Pimple Cream. I don't know what they sponsored, but so there were. So if you have, um, I, I, I know the way of saying it, you have acne. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, except they didn't invent the word acne at that time. They still called them pimples. So King Pimple Cream, and Schaefer, of course, was beer. The reason I picked the vamp because I figured that was a vitamin. I thought they'd take it on out, crush it all up, mix it with water, and it was 
Yeah, I didn't think about Schaefer's beer. I thought Schaefer was the thing for the face, so, um... Ting. Ting. Ting Pimple Cream. How about that? Yep, yep. What well, I'm trying to... What about... Oh, I, I know what I'm thinking. Globe Quinine. I guess I was thinking Globe. You know, G-O-O-B-E. Globe Quinine tablets. Globe, you mean like like around the globe? Uh-huh. Type I think, thing? I globe Quinine. Um, I am certainly not up on my... Uh, on my products, but let's see. Globe Quinine. Yeah, I think they were the sponsor of the uh, Sherlock Holmes in 39. Mm, no. Nope. Jan January 8th at 39. Nothing the comes blue, up with Globe Quinine. The Blue Quinine. Well, oh, what? Let me see Quinine old time radio. Oh, let's, let's look up the shadow. I mean, Sherlock Holmes, January 8th, 1939. The booth party can plan. Who was the sponsor? I thought that was Globe Twine. I thought they had that clothing. That was in the late 40s. Yeah, the uh, Clifford class. And then they had Petri during the war. And they had George Washington Coffee in the early 30s. I don't even know if George Washington Coffee even is out there anymore. We have bromo quinine. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Bromo, like bromo seltzer, bromo seltzer. Yeah. Okay. Bromo quinine. Okay. Does that sound right? That's it. Okay. Now, is George Washington coffee still being made? We looked that up one night. No, nobody. Well, I say no. We looked. I'll look. All right. Well, Bob, you did not get. One out of four. I'm sorry. So we're just going to have to send you to bed and let you think about next week's questions. Three out of four. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was trying to soften it a little bit. Um, George Washington Coffee. Look at the old, yes, we did. We did find that it was, I think, it's somewhere, you know, like Nebraska or somewhere in the, in the middle of the country. Let's see. On the back, it's the one that had butternut coffee. Ah, okay. History of America's National Drinks, George Washington and his company. Um, coffee houses. Well, let's see where the product is. Washington's Finest Coffee. Got all this wonderful history with George Washington's face all over the place. Our Location Live. Support our troops, our gourmet blends. Hmm. Washington and coffee. I beg your pardon? The, yeah, the, the beer that made Milwaukee famous. It's out of business. What's up? Is Taps out of business? Uh, I think Taps is still Okay. Oh, gee, I went through that whole thing today. Hmm. Well, Taps, Taps, um, gee, now, I went through all of my, all of my list. Taps, Shorts, and... 
Yeah, yeah. That's what, they were the one with the blue ribbon thing on the bottle, right? Um, I can't find an address here, but they're for uh, George Washington Coffee. But they are most assuredly. Let me see the contact. I can't remember the name of the beer in the seventies. They had really good commercials, radio commercials. Yeah. What? It feels like good times when you're drinking beer. So I don't. That doesn't go dangling. Um, George Washington Coffee is in Port Angeles, Port Angeles, Washington. They still make it? Huh. Yeah. Yep. You can order it by internet, which I am not going to do because <laughs> I would be so afraid it would taste like Maxwell, Maxwell House. <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, go. Well, Bob, um, we waylaid you on your way to bed, and I, I am very sorry, but you're going to have to read up on your Tangy Vims, Groves, and Schaefer for next week. That's not your problem, that's mine for <laughs> Okay. You're, you're not to blame. Okay, I'll accept that. Besides, it's only, it's only uh, yeah, 10 minutes after 2. Yeah, it's only, early. it's only 10 after 2. It's early. It's early. We've got, we've got four more hours to go. About daylight saving time. Have you adjusted to that yet? No. You know, you wanted to know good things and the bad things about it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I have a, a good and a bad thing about it. Okay. The bad thing is, I lost an hour. And the good thing is, I'm going to get it back. <laughs> well, we, we would have nothing to worry about at all if they just left us alone. We wouldn't lose anything. We wouldn't get anything. They, they, they just leave us alone. Leave oh, man, another one. Happy yeah, there, there is a country that did that. Logan, what was it? Arizona doesn't change time. Arizona no, they don't, and Hawaii doesn't either. They're sensible. Yeah, they're the only they're the only states with common sense. So, okay, you have to go to bed now, because we'll be blamed when you can't wake up tomorrow. I've already lost an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, go find it. Yeah, but I won't get it back. I know. There's no way of getting it back. Not my fault. But anyway, hey, thanks for being there. Oh, gosh. Thank you for being there. We just enjoy you so much. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. 714-545-2071. It's early. It's only uh, 12 after 11. And the phone is ringing. Hello there. You on there? Hey guys, this is Paul. Hey Paul. Oh, hi Paul, how are you? Hi, oh, I'm still kicking. Good. I missed you last couple weeks, I think. Well, I think we you, did? I, I think your daughter's birthday was one of those nights, if I remember. Yeah. I remember that. That's right. <laughs> that was, she just went back to college. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I've been sleeping through tonight, so I don't even know all 
all of what you guys have been talking about except for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> well, the answer is we've been talking about everything, so no matter what you talk about, we probably hit it. It's been one of those nights where we're just all over the place. Okay, well, that's good. So what would you like to talk about, and we'll add to the list. Spring is what we, that was our theme. Spring? Spring. Uh-huh, spring. When you were growing up, what did spring mean to you? For Lynn in Arizona, for example, for him it meant, oh, boy, summer's coming, and they would get out with stickball and do their thing. What did the word spring, when spring arrived and you were a kid, what did it mean to you? Uh, let's see, probably uh, grass bomb sites. Grass? It. No. No, never did. Uh, when I was a kid, we had hills all around us, and the grass grew really tall, uh, maybe two and a half feet tall, and we would, like, break into two teams, and uh, you would... With the ground still wet enough, um, you would grab the grass and you would pull out, pull it out by the roots and have big dirt clods uh, hanging there, and you would throw those at the other guys. Oh, how classy! They would fail beautifully, you know, and uh, and so you, and you can also you hide in the grass. You just squat down because they're so tall. You know, you would not see the other people as easy. And so um, we'd, off, we'd pull out as many as, you know, well, not as many, you know, but just a whole bunch at one time and then just throw them as fast as you can. So it was just like, boo, 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 So it, go, it was like you know, snowballs with grass. Like what? Snowballs, but it was clumps of yeah. grass. Yes, grass bones. <laughs> Grass bombs. I never heard of that. Walden, have you ever heard of that? No, but I, I think we, I think our kids all did something similar. A lot of us might do with mud. Some of us might have. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't muddy. It was, you know, just... The grass was wet enough that you could grab it. It would come from the, you could pull it off from the, from the soil. Right. Yeah. And it, and it was clayish uh, um, in, in my area. And it. Actually, if you, threw it, if you threw it probably with, because with the clay, it was heavy enough, it probably went a pretty long way. Oh, yeah, a real long way. You know? So, real long what? Ways. Look, it looks fun, too, watching it sail through the air. <laughs> <laughs> Who explained to the moms? Waving tail of grass, you know. Who, who explained to the moms why people came home so dirty? Oh, you didn't have to explain your boys. Oh, man, you know, you're right. You guys got away with so much. <laughs> you did. I guess in that regard, yeah. In a lot of regards. Well, now, then, fess up. Well, it's true. I mean, and that's probably the reason why we boys had to make sure we washed with soap and water because our, our fingernails and everything would be so much in dirt. Ew. Well, you know, I think boys like to play in dirt, like I did. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I think girls probably did and do, but not allowed to. Girls don't do that. We go lizard hunting and snake hunting in the same hills. 
turning over anything we could find, rocks, boards. And when and when I was a kid, there were tons of them. You ever took you ever take any of them home as a pet? Oh yeah, I did that all the time. Had, there was uh, lizards that we called alligator lizards. Uh, they had a really long snout, and boy, they really bit hard. <laughs> How big were they? Uh, well, they could get up to let's see, maybe eight inches long. That's a pretty sizable lizard. Yeah, it is. That that that's like the I'd say that's the biggest. Yeah. And um, oh, you're gonna love this. Well, then there was <laughs> there's blue belly lizards too. Um, those looked altogether different. Those those um, well, they have like blue stripes on their belly, and um, would take those lizards home. You're gonna bust up at this. We had a rose bush there, and I break off the thorns, <coughs> you know, and I take a model glue, <gasps> glue them on the back of the lizards, make them like dinosaurs. <laughs> boy, oh boy, you talk about guy things. Why don't we talk about girl things? So what, what kind of snake did you find? Uh, gopher snakes were mm -hmm. the most common, mm -hmm. and uh, occasionally a king snake, the black and white stripes. I, I watched one of those things uh, that somebody else caught and had in a cage, big, big as they came, and he went in the house and he got a chicken egg and he brought it out, and watched this thing eat a chicken egg, and that was really something. Snakes disengage their jaws. Yes, yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, and and it's amazing. Snakes. It's amazing what they can get their mouths around. But that, that's the only time. I guess that's probably the only time I ever tried feeding a snake. I didn't do it. He did. Um, yeah. The only time I've seen it done. Um, usually it's mice. You know, we had snakes for years. I had this lame one that was injured. Um, yeah, he, he just had um, some deformed scales back there that uh, marked his injury. Um, and he wouldn't eat um, the mice. We had to force feed that guy hamburger. Didn't care for that. Yeah, that was a snake that my, my mom was a teacher, and so she, she would have snakes also for a class. So we raised the mice and the rats for, for, for that. And um, the garter snakes, I didn't care for all those things stink. They let loose a stinky stuff on you. Oh, gross. I got worth picking those things up. I never knew that. They had that uh, ability. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mess. You ever had any rattlesnakes up there? Uh, I didn't catch them at my house, but in, in the country nearby, yes. When I was a teenager, um, I've had two rattlesnakes. One didn't last very long. This one's the first one I'm going to tell you about. Um, 
we were at a place called Palomaris Canyon, and we went to spend the night there on top of this aqueduct about maybe 40, 50 feet up from the canyon bottom, the road, there was a cement-covered aqueduct that was flat on top. And so we all went up there, and it was real wide, too, and we set our uh, sleeping bags up there. And, um, and we, I was a partier back then, and we, we partied and all. And so we went down to the, the creek and had a Pullman lantern and was uh, crossing the creek and went to uh, go step on this rock. I, and I looked down and I saw this, this uh, little snake. And I held the lantern closer and I said, oh, son of a gun, that's a, that's a rattlesnake. And the weather was real cold back then. And uh, um, we had a pitcher, I guess, for or for screwdrivers. <laughs> and uh, told, told one of my friends to go get the pitcher. And um, I held the pitcher. Then I wrapped uh, a coat around my, my forearm. And we, we caught the thing up. And then we played with that thing all weekend long, or at least for, uh, I don't think we spent two days, I think we spent one night there, where, you know, get the thing to uh, lift its fangs out. And you ever thought you guys might ever might get bit? Oh uh, yeah, we were careful. And, and, and we didn't, and uh, and I brought it home, and uh, yeah, I mean we'd make it strike and everything, um, antagonizing it. Well, it sat out on this cement aqueduct, and um, I brought it home. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a real big deal, but then you know my next door neighbor, he found out about it. This, older guy and uh, he freaked out he didn't like snakes in the first place and when he found out I had a rattlesnake he freaked out and uh, he told my folks and then when I came home one day it just wasn't there they took it up to this um, nature center on D Street and gave it to them <laughs> now, another time um, I was down in Carmel Valley and uh, my my cousin said, come here, he said, I want to show you something, and he walked out, this is on a ranch, in his family ranch, and uh, so I want to show you something, so we went outside, and there was a flower pot with a note and a rock on top of the note that says, don't lift, right, <laughs> inside, and uh, he, he took rock off and then he he had this old hoe with the blade missing so it just had this metal hook on the end and uh, he, he stuck that in the hole and he lifted it up and there was this really significant size uh, rattlesnake there you know and they instantly they go into buzzing shaking the rattles you know and uh, there, there was a kitten, I remember, that he'd, he'd have to kick 
strangest thing. There was a bush right nearby, and there was a little bird in it. And the bird, seeing this snake, it it shook really strange. It shook, and then it would hop down a branch and hop down the next one like it was offering itself up to this thing. Strange. My guess is there was a nest nearby. Um, and I was, I was going to use that for dis describing you, uh, the shaking, because I, I know what you're talking about, the mom distracting to, to uh, draw attention away from the nest. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't quite like that. It didn't act really, I mean, it didn't, usually a mother would do that, and she would make a quieter racket and move all over the place and everything. This thing was just, it was like a scared thing. It just slowly come down branch by branch by branch. And that's it. Yeah, I don't remember when it was down near the bottom, but um, it didn't walk over to the bird, I mean to the uh, snake, but but it did that. And uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that on some nature channel or anything before, but uh, I, I recognize it as something particular to, to the snake. Um, made me think, hmm, they must get a fair amount of meals of little birds like that, well, at least occasionally. Um, so my cousin didn't know what he was going to do with the snake, and I said, I'll take it. And I was in my um, early 20s, and uh, this was like 1983 or 4. And so I took it home, and I um, I wasn't prepared, though, with a, uh, with a setup to be able to to, I should have had a, a cage with a divider so I could uh, close off half of it and then like clean the other half if I needed to. So I, I put it inside an aquarium and I put a, a wire lid on it that I then uh, taped with like super tape around and around and around and around and around so much so that nobody's going to open this thing by accident. Nobody could claim to open it by accident. And so it was just, it was sealed. I couldn't, you know, I could add water to the bowl that was in there, but uh, I couldn't clean it. And so, um, oh boy, it's, had it in the garage. I was buying a house with a friend, and uh, he didn't really care for snakes. And um, you would forget that you had it in there until you came from the house and stepped out into the garage and turned the light on, and all of a sudden that thing would buzz, and you know, super, super loud in, in the garage, and it'd startle you. And then, of course, you know, we'd put our hands in front of it and get it to, to strike. And um, as much as I knew it was in the cage, and it's not coming out of the cage, and handling snakes, as much as I had all my life, I never could hold my hand on the glass. Neither could any of my friends. Well, I had a friend claim that he could, and I, I bet him 25 bucks, and uh, by the time he heard everybody else say they couldn't do it either, he eventually didn't didn't come to do it. Um, so I put a, a mouse in there for this guy, um, and actually, you know, he 
anytime we were there, he was more interested in being scared of us, you know, and, and rattling. So. Moving off, it was in the center of the road, and um, with it being mean, you know, it was it was all coiled up and ready to strike. And I I didn't have anything to catch it with, so I was just sticking my leg out there, and I just kept um, trying to uh, get on top of it, you know. And, and of course, it was resistant; a car would come. So it took me 10, 15 minutes before I finally, um, you know, I have to move out of the road. And a car went by, and uh, and they saw the snake and whatever. They saw what I was trying to do, so they went around, went around it. But then I eventually, you know, was able to step up down close enough to the head and catch it. And all I had was this little, little uh, flexible vinyl valise, valise thing, a zippered pouch. And so I, I stuck it inside of that. And when I got home, I, I told the boys come here and brought it out to the backyard patio. And, and uh, I said, I got a snake to show you. And I said, that sucker's me. And I opened it up and put it down in the cement and let them experience it. But that one, I took it down the street and let it go out in the field. It wasn't something that they could have and handle, you know. Well, Patricia? Yeah, she's awful silent. I wonder if I lost her. I think you did. I think we did lose her. Okay, everybody, hang in tight. And we're going to disconnect and get back here. So, Paul, hang in there for one second, everybody. We'll be with you really quick. Well, let me put a little music on that way. It'll give me time to reset everything. Jaws for Windows is ready. Welcome to Skype. Ready for application for Mr. Paul when I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Hey, set off, Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Okay, said I, said I. What will be, will be. When I grew up and fell in love, I asked my sweetheart, what lies ahead? Will we have rainbows day after day? Here's what my sweetheart said. Okay, Hello. I got thrown out. I know. It happens. It happens. It happens about it's four good. hours when we bring you on via phone. <laughs> Is Paul still with us? Uh huh. Yeah. Are you Are you ready for? I, I guess I don't know. Are you ready for a trivia question? Sure. Yeah. Were, were we able to hear everything I said there? No. Were you listening? No. 
she was no. wait, she was waiting for me to get her back. To get her back, yeah. I I left off when you would not put your hand up against the, the glass with, uh, with the snake in there. So I've been gone for a while. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was strange. You weren't saying something. I know. Yeah, boy. You know, I got thrown out and nobody wanted me or anything. Oh, now that's not the case. No, that's I'm... not the case. It yeah. was just a strange snake. Rattlesnake conversation. <laughs> Rattlesnake conversation. Okay. Do you want a product question or a radio show question? It better be radio show because I heard the ones you did with the last guy and um, I couldn't get anywhere. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you, just for the heck of it, I'm going to ask you a product question. And if you don't know it, I'll go down to the other, Okay. All right, this is a jingle, and the words are, you'll wonder where the yellow went. What's the rest of it? Probably some, some Pepsodent. Yes, 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 yes. You got it. Pepsodent is absolutely the correct answer. Do you know what the words are? Okay, Walden, do you? Say, say, say the beginning part again. Say, you wonder where the yodel went when you start using pepper then. No. No? Oh, no. There you go. That's oh, it. All right. That's it. Honest to goodness. We got to... No, Walden? I didn't, I didn't know that. I'm just saying it because it's common sense. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking somewhere in the back of your brain, you probably heard it at one time or another. They, Maybe, I guess, if they said it during yeah. a lifetime, I guess. Yeah, and Walden, what did you say it was? Uh, when you start using Pepsi Ah, okay. All right. Well, I don't want to be the copywriter for that. I want the Maxwell House. You want Maxwell House? What other slogans uh, um, would you take? What other slogans? Yeah, oh, what other, dear. What, Gosh, other what, one, a, what other ones you would you like to claim? That is a great question. Let me think. You being a writer, there are probably a few others that you say, wow. Boy, there were some that I came across today that were just terrible. I mean, I couldn't even, I was looking for old advertising and I couldn't even listen to well, it. Well, I was listening to uh, a local news station this evening. Uh-huh. And the jingle I heard tonight, I said, said, I have heard that thing for 40 years, and that's Roto-Rooter. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's a great, great jingle, if you think about Roto-Rooter. And, you know, when you put, when you, when you get put, when you get rid of your troubles down the drain, you know. Yeah. It's a great little slogan for a plumbing company. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been around forever. I'm going to have to think about that. That's a great question. I'm going to have to think about it. Okay. Good to the last drop. That, that's the one that just is so perfect. So, Paul, are you interested in continuing with your Fibber series? Or do you want something else? Let's give that a try. All right. The Fibber stuff. The fibber or something else? Fibber. Fibber. Oh. Okay. All right. Just checking. Okay, I can do that. It could be Fibber or um, uh, Gildersleeve. Okay. Or Gildersleeve. Okay, all right. I have to wait for a second. My computer is saying, wait, wait. Okay, there we go. 
Morphemer or Gilder Sleeve. Okay, I can do that. And I have requested of the gods that you are going to have a wonderful week. All right, Paul. requested that I'm going to have a wonderful week? You bet. You bet. Right. We'll talk to you soon, Paul. Oh, oh wait a minute. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to ask me a question. We did. We did, and you got it. The Pepsodent. You got the Pepsodent. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you were asking that one for fun. I see. No, I, you figured out what else. Okay, I see. Then I thought she was going to say, okay, what do you want, a fibber one or a regular? <laughs> okay, fibber, please. I see now. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to no. Okay. All right. Now, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing because we're starting on a fibber series. You want to continue. Is that correct? Okay. All right. So that would that would be volume three. You're up to volume three on that one. Good. Thank you. All right. Oh, wait a minute. No. Hold on. Well, you've got more fibber than that. You do. Sure. One, two, three. So this will be four, five, and six. Up to volume six. Does that sound right? Yeah, that takes you right. Volume six. One, awesome. two, three, four. So I'm, I've got five, six, and seven. That's what you need, right? Does that sound right? Yep. Sounds good to me. Okay, because the ones I sent would have had volume one, volume two written on them. And according to my list, you should have volume four in your hands already. I have to look. Okay, okay well, for next week. You can just let me know next week and make sure that I'm on the right number, okay? Okay, I could let you know real real quick. I mean, it's... Oh, okay, okay. okay. sure. All I have to do is grab a flashlight. Okay. Put you on speaker. And now have you on speaker. This is just the USA. That's Paul over there. The switch is over that, over there. And I'm here. And You're so me. good. You're as good in in, <laughs> in that as I am in geography. What, over there, over here, and here? Uh-huh. I like that a whole lot better than what I try to come up with in geography. You did good. I've done good? You did good. Oh, man. Okay, so I was right. One, two, three, and four. Yeah. Okay, so I have to give you five, six, and seven, and that might be the end. Ooh. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Very good. All right. Yeah, you, you're doing good. You're really collecting a bundle there. So, Okay, well, you, you have yourself a better week, and um, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, Paul. All right, Paul. Thank you for calling. You're very welcome. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Snake stories, huh? Snakes and stuff. Yeah. Boy, have we hit the... I mean, it is very wide, our conversation tonight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 714-545-2071. We have hit this... The ground running with snakes and stuff and stuff like that there. And stuff like that there. Mm. Can I tell you about my eagles? Yes, tell me about 
102? Or have we two. named them yet? Two. No, we haven't named them. Nobody's named them. Mom and Dad are Ozzy and Harriet. Okay. But nobody, nobody gave the babies a name. Uh, so I'm just saying the little one and the big one. Okay. Because there is one that's smaller. The one that hatched second is smaller than the other. And it's just not as mature. The other one is flying, and this one is kind of struggling for liftoff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they really are cute, but they're big. They're like their mom and dad. And you can't tell which one is coming to the nest with food. Mom and dad both take care of the babies. But we found this. I found this only because Dan sent it to me. And the Indiana news station had it had a, a, a link for the webcam, and suddenly it wasn't there, so I had to find another link, and I did find one. But there's an infrared camera that is set up over the nest, which they could do before the eagles arrived, because eagles come back to the same nest every year. So they knew the eagles would be here. And they had two eggs. I would say most often eagles have one egg to care for, but they had two, and it's pretty common, well, common, it's not unusual to have only one chick survive for a number of reasons, but both of them survived. Both of them are doing well. One is a little bit more mature than the other, but one was born January 1st, the second was born January 3rd, and... They are as big as their parents. They have been as big as their parents for a while. And this week, they started to fly. So our babies are going to be going to college. They're going to flying school. They, yeah, well, one of them sort of needs a little help. Kind of fell out of the tree. <laughs> but they're so cute. One of them, the younger one or the smaller one, still kind of hunkers down and sleeps in the nest. And the larger one is being just like a grown-up and perches on the side of the nest and nods off and goes to sleep standing up. But the little one is still hunkered down with his nose under his wing. Um, they're really wonderful pieces of nature to, to be able to appreciate. So I've been watching the eagles. And so we, you can announce someday that the eagle have landed. <laughs> eagles have landed. Pretty much they have landed. Um, and, you know, both of them were out flying. So it's just not going to be long for now. And tonight, the larger one, the one that's more mature, was um, kind of grasping a, a stick like it had a piece of prey and it would lean over and nibble. So it's starting to get ready to go hunting on its own. The little one, not so much. And I, I really hope it's going to do okay. Uh, we'll see. Well, mom brought food for them today. So if the big boy leaves, maybe they'll, maybe mom and dad will take care of the little one more often, I guess. That would be good. Mm -hmm. I, I would feel better about that. I, I just hope they don't fly off and abandon it. Because, I mean, it went through so much to get there, you know? Yeah. Mama yeah. would leave a little thing behind. Boy, I hope not. They're not very little either. They look kind of little because the nest is so big. Yeah. So they look like, you know, birds. Mm -hmm. They look like birds in a nest until mom and dad show up. And my goodness, you can see that they're the same size as their parents. 
So it's going to be about four years before they get their white head feathers and their white tail feathers. So they're going to be mottled and brownish black for a couple of years ah. now. Yep. So that's my eagle story. Thank you, Dan, for tuning this in. Dan in Indiana told me what was going on in my own backyard here. So, so because of Dan, I get to watch eagles, and my sister gets to watch eagles, and she gives me an eagle report every day. So the babies aren't babies anymore. Nice. Yeah. The end. 714-545. 2071, we are here in the wake. And if you don't call in a few minutes, we might play a radio show. We might just do whatever we want to do. We might do that. Well, I have two things about Wisconsin, and then I'll finish up with Wisconsin. Okay. It says Wisconsin is the dairy capital of the United States. Right. Wisconsin produces more milk than any other state, which I think is kind of dumb because I think the cows produce it. But Wisconsin leads the nation in milk. Now, How about that? Is that whole milk or 2% milk? Well, I think the cows put out whole milk. You I don't, don't think they, they, you don't think they're 2 I don't think they measure it and say, okay, too much cream. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Dear uh, me. Do you know how they make 2% milk? My, How do they make My guess they make? is it's probably a, a straining process, to be my guess. I don't know. Say that a, a I, screening? I, uh, that they, they put me through a screener and take some of the stuff out. That would be the only way I know how they make 2%. Well, that's what I originally thought until I talked to a dairyman. And the process is to remove all of the cream and then put 2% back in so that they have an accurate measurement of how much cream is in the milk. So what did they do with the other 98% of it? The other 98% of the milk? Of the cream. Well, it, milk is only 4% cream. So they take out, when they take out all of the cream, each quart is short 4%. And that's heavy cream. And they put back in 2% of the cream. And, I mean, they do this in big vats. You know, huge tanks. Okay. I guess I would just... And then the leftover cream, they make butter from, or they sell as heavy cream. See, I and... guess I was thinking this way, Patricia. When you take all the cream out, you have mm -hmm. 100% of it. You have 100% of the cream, right. right. Duh. Do you put back in 2% of the cream? No, you put back in half the cream. Then why do they bother? They, why don't they? Would it be easier to take half the cream from it from begin with? No. And you're smart. You know why. <laughs> you know. I don't know what. Because the concentration of cream varies a little bit with each delivery of milk. Right. So. They start from scratch. They take out all the cream from all the milk. All, all the milk that's going to well, wind up. You know, for years, I always thought 2% means 2% in the entire milk being fat. That's correct. 
So that means really it's only half the fatty because it's only 4%, which I never knew. Yeah. That so, makes up 4% of the milk so, and, you know, of the of the, the, the liquid. So really, um, it's, it's just it's, it's false advertisement. They're saying it's 2% milk. It's just just say half, half fat. No, it's only 2% because 4% of a quart of milk is all the fat that's in the milk. So they take off 4% and that 4% is fat and then they put back in half of what they've taken out. But me being a city boy, I never, yeah. knew, I never knew that cream was 4%. No, cream is not 4%. Cream is 4% of the milk. So uh, milk is 96% fat-free and 4% fat. Right. Does that, I never does that make that. it? Yeah, I never knew that. So oh, what I, when I was, oh, good. I told you something. Uh -huh. So good. what I'm saying is, isn't that false <laughs> advertising saying 2% milk? I think it's 2% of, of the whole milk. So they really should have said just have half the fat. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, two percent. Well, two percent milk. Two percent. Four percent is whole milk. But four percent of fat is whole milk. Uh -huh. But two percent of two percent is half of four percent, right? Mm-hmm. No. No. Fifty percent is half of. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Fifty percent of four two. Well, then trust me. They put back in. Um, if you had. Ten teaspoons of milk. Four of them are fat. Uh huh. So I'm just. So if you take out the four that are fat and put back in two, so I and you've gone from four percent to two percent. So why don't they advertise this is just half fat rather than two percent milk? Because it's not half fat. Half fat would be half the bottle would be milk and the other half would be cream. But it's half. It's half less fat of the than the old milk. Walden. Yes, Patricia. Walden. Yes, Patricia. You're being frisky. <laughs> well, so I like the steak thing. I need that robbery when you order a 16-ounce steak at a restaurant. It should be 16 ounces when they deliver it to you. It shouldn't be at when they start cooking. Sorry, I don't make the rules. It's just robbery. Hello there, y'all there. Hey, yeah. I just have to chime in and yeah. say, that is half the fat. That's what I mean. That's correct. It is half the fat, I agree with it's you. It's half the fat, but it is not half fat in the milk. You, yeah, if you get a quart, if you get a quart of milk. Up. Just say, you, if you put the in there, half the fat. Right. It's not half fat, it's half the fat that goes back in. You're correct. Well, I think Walden meant that. No, he didn't. He knows He's giving me a hard time. That. I'm having. I'm trying to give her a run for her money too, Paul. I'm trying to. Yeah. Well, you know that. I I try to see. Right. Well, yeah. Patricia's pointing to me a few ways about about steaks. Now, I think it's robbery when you go to a restaurant and you look at the menu and says 16 ounce steak. That should be what's on my. That should be what's on my plate. It's a 16-ounce steak. It shouldn't, but Patricia said no. That's what they start off with. No. Yeah, I mean it's ro it's robbery. I should get a discount. 
take it up with the restaurant. <laughs> I only repeat the rules. Yeah, that 4%, I, I have no knowledge of that either, and yeah. I'm sure 99% of the people out there, they don't know that either. I agree. Some clever marketing person who wound up with his wrist slapped and the whoever is in charge of false advertising um, chased after them, came up with the line 96% fat-free. That milk was nine, the whole milk was 96% fat-free, which indeed it is. But the implication is that it is a healthful drink for you and it is exceedingly low fat. I mean, 4% fat is a pretty high fat content. So he got his knuckles wrapped. Sounded like a good ad to me. Boy, I would have liked that one. Right. Yeah, instead, they switch it around. They said, yes, no, no, no. You don't, you don't advertise what's not in there. You advertise what's in there. So... They had to say 4% fat. Well, they didn't say it. Um, the advertising campaign said 96% fat-free, which really sounded wonderful. You, know, you walk into a store and say, wow, 96% fat-free. You don't think about the 4% is fat. So he got his, he got his knuckles wrapped. That's what you're saying, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. now that, is, that is pretty fatty because I didn't get that when I was a kid. I got powdered milk and uh, and they'd mix some of the whole milk so uh -huh. if you snuck the whole milk or I went to my friend's house who they drank whole milk all the time I was like drinking slime to me oh it had so much cream in it sure it would have tasted so much different yeah it, I was raised on 2% so when I drank whole milk it was different it was a totally different mm -hmm. ball game for me yeah I did feel slimy to you? Well, I don't know. It was just a different taste. Then it took me a while to get used to goat milk, you know, skim milk. Uh, because my mom occasionally would like to use that for cereal. And that was a totally different taste to me than... There was no taste. Yeah, there was a taste. It was... Not much. I always thought it was watery, though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, indeed it is, because it doesn't have the thicker cream that gives it some body. You're right. Mm -hmm. Like we white water. To, we used to keep the, um, the powdered milk in a big round metal tin under the kitchen sink. It had a big round tin. It was like, well, it wasn't five gallon size, maybe three gallon size. And it had a, a clear glass lid. And there was a big plastic bag in there with the with the powdered milk, and there was a it was a one cup uh, aluminum one cup uh, measuring um, cup in there. Mm -hmm. the, the, when you would go to uh, scoop the milk out, it would squeak when you rubbed the uh, the cup against it. You know, uh. you, I'm sure if you stuck your hand in it and squeezed it, it would have a squeaking yeah. And you would feel that the the movement as it shifted and squeaked like it was kind of fun. Uh-huh. I never thought about um, fat content in dry milk, in powdered milk. Well, See, you need a lot of powdered milk to make a cup of milk. How do you make it? Would it be you would fill a whole glass of water and put two scoops of milk? 
or how would you actually make? Make it, make it by a pitcher full at a time. So I don't remember. I don't remember how many scoops you put in. Uh -huh. You would add water, you know, and a and a certain amount of milk. Whole milk. Mm -hmm. well, be it was supposed to be less expensive than. It would be like, it, would it be somewhat like the same type of process you would make like lemonade or orange juice? You would got the container and you dump it in and you had to fill up with, you know, three and a half, three and a half, you know, picture full or something to get the right, right concentration or whatever. Correct. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, and then we would, I, I don't remember how much whole milk we put in there, but a small amount to, to make it not be quite as watery. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was the, was it, I'm trying to think of a famous brand of dry milk, was it, that was a B, it's a boy, Borton, Borton, wasn't Borton a, well, Borton, Borton's okay, milk, yeah, with, with um, Elsie the cow. With milk. Yeah, was it dry, Jeez. was it powdered milk? But no, Borton's was regular I'm milk. I'm thinking that this was carnation, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking it was carnation. Okay. Carnation has powdered milk, they and okay. Borden's, Borden's was whole milk. Well, it, it was, uh, you know, wet milk. <laughs> I, don't right. know. I don't know if the, if, if when when Elsie the cow was doing her thing, I don't think they had separated out. I thought you got whole milk or no milk. They didn't ask Elsie if she wanted to deliver powdered milk today or not. Yeah. Okay, now we've got a prize for somebody who remembers Elsie's husband's name. Nope. Crikey, it just fell out of my head. I think I remember. Was it Bossy? No. Bossy is a girl's name. Oh, I, I remember what it is. Well, it's a general name that my uncle and my cousins are ranchers, and, and he would call them all Bossy. Mumbles, Mumbles, he <laughs> say when you'd be out there on horseback and and uh, moving the cattle around. Just uh, his way of. Who who was the, who, who the dairy company that used the um, expression "our milk is from uh, contented, contented cows"? Contented cows, yeah, that was Carnation. That was Carnation, okay. Uh huh. So, did you come up with Elsie's husband's name? Walden, you said you I thought you knew it. I think I remember. It. I think it's Elmer. It is Elmer. You're yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's smart. He He's retentive. He is retentive. Now, what was the um, one that had a purple cow at the logo? A purple cow. There is such a thing as purple cow cheese. Purple cow milk. I think there's a purple, maybe like an ice cream or a... I seem to remember a purple cow at a logo. Purple cow dairy. Look at this. Hold on. Purple cow dairy. Four-page pamphlet. <laughs> oh, by the way, Walden, I went to your Facebook. Did you? Yeah, so I saw you. You did? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and I even uh, did a friend request, and I thought, well, I don't know who handled that. Facebook page. That's, yeah, that's me. It, it, I, I look at it maybe once a month, so 
So, uh, if you send it, it, it I will, I will uh, click it on. Okay. So, do that. But I, I hardly ever do anything with it. I have friends that send me Christmas cards. And hope you do something with your Facebook page. You know, generally just... I'm so busy working on stuff, I don't really have much time to do but But heck, you know, go ahead and friend me and I'll be there. Okay, so uh, you've told me before how you do this. Now, you have Braille on your keys? I have Braille on my watch. On my keyboard, on my uh, typewriter, I have a regular typewriter board. Nothing, nothing unusual. You know, I just, I, I, I touch type. And that's how I do everything for the computer. And I have a speech software inside my computer that tells me what's on the screen. Is that uh, Dragon Naturally? Uh, it's called JAWS. And it has a, uh, a mechanical kind of voice. But uh, Dragon the one that I think people use to, it's the one they want to try it talk to the computer, you know, make it understand his voice commands. Uh-huh. You know. So, when you go to Facebook, you're hearing this mechanical voice? Uh-huh. And that's, that's from my computer, yeah. Tell you that there's a, fr a friend request? Uh, what happened a lot of time, I will get an email, and then I can okay. click it on that way. Okay, I see. You bet. Or whenever, or I get a bunch of them all up there, and then I go up and hit them all one time. You know, it might take a little while for me to get up there and look. So, okay. you bet. I think I saw your cousin, a lady. Yeah, I have my uh, cousin Stephanie, who lives in Washington. I have another cousin, Kimberly, who lives in uh, Oakland. Oakland? Uh, Oakland, uh-huh. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, she lives in Oakland. I have a... Uh, Another cousin that lives in Virginia, in Washington D.C., and another cousin that lives in Iowa. So, so I only have four first cousins. Your cousin that lives in Oakland. What does she do there? She and her husband run an import-export business, and they bring in. Uh, they had a restaurant for 20 years. And she was a, a, a retired lawyer, and they import and export import uh, foods and things from Turkey. Oh. Yeah, like dry, like dried apricots, and dried figs, and olive oil. Olive oil, really big. Yeah. And so that that's what they do. Interesting. Now, I figured it'd have to be something special in order for them to want to be in Oakland. Uh, well, she went to, yeah, she went to all school in that area. She was, um, she's the daughter of my uncle, who was a retired fourth star general. And they, that family is used to travel. You know, when you're in the, when you're in the Air Force, uh -huh. you travel every two years. You know, you move, you move the family every two years. And, um... Well, I bet you, I'm going to guess ahead of time. Yeah. I bet you uh, he was stationed at Alameda Naval Air Station at one point. Nope. Never never up in Northern California. He was stationed down here in Southern California. But he was, uh, headed in, Apple, he was headed in, uh, in Las Vegas, in Utah. And 
He was in Europe twice. He was the commanding general in Japan, um, Texas twice, Virginia, Mississippi, Florida. Um, but, uh, you know, but n nothing, nothing up in Northern California. Your memory is astounding. So I interrupted you. How did she come to be in Oakland? She went to she went to law school. Oh, uh, nearby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. And then after that, she had her law practice, and then she met her husband, and then they decided to um, open up the restaurant. And it was it's a it's a funny story. Joey Brown, who is now the governor, everybody in California. Uh, when he was mayor of Oakland, he came to the restaurant one time and Jerry nonchalantly put his feet on the t on the chair and we were talking to somebody and my cousin husband who didn't know who Jerry, Jerry Brown was said, you can't put your feet on my furniture and so Jerry Brown politely took it off but never showed up again to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the name of the restaurant? Uh, called Zotties. Zotties. And, Zotties. And they finally sold it last uh, February. And their bakery is now just full-time olive oil. And peach cheese and stuff. But I think we call Zotties. You bet. So he's Turkish, the husband? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Very good. Interesting. Interesting. You bet. Are you there, Patricia? I'm here. Okay. Wave to the people, Patricia. Hello, That's I'm here. here. <laughs> can you see me? I can see you there now. You go. There you go. Uh, okay. You find, you find That's good. more about our purple cow? Yes. It is the disgusting mixture of milk and grape juice. Okay. So uh, you're, telling me, you're telling me you're not going to order any. I am not going to order that. We'll put that in the Brussels sprouts category. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, I think it's disgusting, too. But I like Brussels sprouts as long as they're not bitter. That's just kind of a gamble. Okay. Well, but I will send honest. my Brussels sprouts to you. Okay. Very nice oh, that no somebody problem, wants you know, it. When I was a kid, was, see, if you came to my house, the thing you wouldn't get would be liver. Ooh. You know, I mean, my wife, I, she cooked she cooked chicken liver before, fried chicken liver, you know, and I was like, well, you know what, if I was ever going to do liver, that would be it. But when I was a kid, and we'd have it occasionally, oh, it made me gag, and my folks would make me eat it. And so I would chop it up and, you know, like maybe little... Uh, eight-inch squares and smother it with ketchup and just try to swallow it, you know. So my little sister, she hated lima beans. So we had a secret uh, pact that if if we got lima beans, she could, when they're not looking, she could scoop all the lima beans onto my plate and I would eat them because I liked them. And if we got liver, I could scoop my liver on her plate. <laughs> She liked liver. Sounds like a winner to me. Yeah. So I will happily take your Brussels sprouts. And I'll even take your liver. I'd rather have liver than Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I just don't get it with liver. 
oh, I just don't get it. And why, since it's the filter of our body and all these toxins go in there, why do we want to eat an old oil filter? <laughs> do you mind if I, if I excuse myself so I can gag? Uh, yeah, think of it. Isn't, oh. isn't all of our toxins going through the liver? Well, some of them. A great deal of them, right? They're being filtered out. Yeah, but. Here's the but. Do you yeah, eat but? Do, yeah, do but. you eat steak or hamburger or any kind of beef? Yes. Where do you think the toxins come from? I think they come from the environment, and they eat the grass, and it goes into their system. And? Well, well if it yeah, goes and, into, it, and then, then if, it goes through the liver. But if it goes through their system before it gets to the liver, yeah, you're also, you're also eating it. And in the tissue, right? There you go. But, but... No, but the liver's a concentrated <laughs> version of it because no, it's but. all collecting it. No, but does it then excrete it out of the liver somehow, like the kidneys do out of the urine? I mean, I, I'm not made aware of that, and since I'm not a biology or an anatomical guy, no, but I don't know. I've never heard of the liver. Uh, Screening it out, then having a little dump valve. Does it do anything like that to get rid of the toxins that it filters? Well, I really don't know where they go. Okay, because you know I me. Mean, but your your liver your liver clears medications. It clears toxins. It clears lots of stuff. Yeah, it's so vulnerable because it's getting that concentration of that of that stuff going through it. Like the, the Tylenol, uh, I didn't know you were not supposed to eat more than six a day. Whoa, I know, I know. Liver, and I, I heard from, this, my neurologist told me about this because mm -hmm. um, having a, a deal with the pain meds, you know, and... Um, I mean, Tylenol never worked for me, but the Norco has Tylenol in it. Has Tylenol in it, yeah. Yes, and you know, I didn't, I didn't realize that. And, uh, yep. and he told me about the six a day, and he said, "Yep." He said sometimes you know, like college people or something, or you know, teenagers maybe joking like, "Oh, I'm an OD," something like that, and they just take a, a bunch of Tylenol and end up killing their liver. So what happens when, you know, like when your kidneys are bad, you go on dialysis or get new kidneys. When your liver is dying dead, you just automatically die when you lose your liver? Or is there some way that they preserve your life that is miserable? Liver transplants. Okay. Okay. You don't and that's about it. Mushrooms. Deeply I beg your pardon? Poisonous what mushrooms. Is, what about mushrooms? 
when people eat the poisonous mushrooms, it's their liver that, that's killing them, right? Um, <laughs> killing we, liver. We, went, we went from liver dinner to poisonous mushrooms. Walden, help me here. Well, I, yeah, yeah, he's asking good questions. I don't know all the answers, though. But, you know, I, I'm thinking, as Patricia pointed out, there is the, uh, the transplant for the liver. And I was just thinking about, you know, how our kidneys and intestines work. You know, you got the big intestines and the small intestines. And I, I guess that's why I guess the blood flow is so important. Because, yeah, really, in a lot of ways, it helps clean out the system, right? Yes. You know. And feed the system. Yeah. It isn't, so. Well, Paul, I will make sure that your goodies get in your envelope. I'm working on envelopes this week, and I'm so proud of myself. Hooray! Yeah, so I will make sure that it gets in there. But, Patricia, you being the nurse, if you you can get that answer about the liver... um, I'm going to get it the same place you would get it, on the Internet. Okay, I mean, I, I read That's a, your homework. I just years ago about a group of people that were out mushrooming, you know, and they cooked up a bad bunch, bunch of mushrooms, and um, I think, I don't know how many there were, but there was at least three, and they each had to be flown to separate places that specialized in uh, somehow trying, you know, to save their life, so... I'm just wondering what, well, I guess, like you say, liver transplant. It's my understanding that you don't even have to put a whole liver in. You could, like, have a donor that they cut part of their liver off and they connect it to your liver. And I don't know if it regenerates your liver or if it just does its job um, connected to the damaged liver. So you've got a lot of homework this week. <laughs> I see. I'm getting good at this, Walden. Yeah, passing, passing it on. Yeah. Yep. You've, you've got your homework. You're right. You know what? That's exactly what my father would say when he was alive, and we were growing up, and we were at the dinner table, and if we uh, if we were talking about this, he'd say. He said so. He says you got your homework. You know, and the only thing we didn't have the internet. You know, but that's exactly what you do. You say, yeah. so that's your homework this week, you know. You bet. So, just that's your homework. My father, who I love so much, that's, you know, with the Lord. So. You bet. Okay. So, All right, Paul. Thank you again. You bet. And I agree, half the fat. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Paul. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Are we ready? We're ready. It's time for a show. It's time for a show. All right. Well, I picked a spring show. Let me find my fibber here. I have so much stuff that we have to go over. Hmm. I mean, really, we we have so much stuff here. Where is Fibber? Fibber, Fibber, Fibber. Walden's baseball question already got handled. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to start putting stuff on separate papers. Here we go. All right. We have got 
And then I'm going to ask you something. We have got a Fibber McGee and Molly from April 14, 1943. And I picked it because it is a spring festival parade. That's the name of it. It's April 14th and of 42. I have 43. Is that uh, not correct? Well, you email me after 42. Is there an April 14, 42? Yep. Well, then that, that must be what it is. Uh, yes? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Hold on. 